0: The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.
1: Good morning, guys, and welcome to episode 112 here. Sorry, my uh, voice is not perfect. I uh, came down with a bit of man flu over the weekend, which many, many people know uh, is actually more painful than childbirth, uh, people say. Um, I have to agree that um, I haven't experienced childbirth, so I can only imagine the women listening to this, just chuckling away. Um, but anyway, um, today we're gonna to be talking to Heinz Puluf. Uh, I hope I pronounced his uh, last name right, of Amigo Realty. Uh, he owns Amigo Realty in Playa Grande. Uh, Heinz and I have uh, done quite a few deals together, constantly chatting. Uh, he was born and raised in Costa Rica, but he travels all over Costa Rica, which is, I think, the interesting thing about it. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't his swim lane is the whole country. Uh, Whereas typically realtors will stay kind of in a geolocation. He does the whole country um, everywhere from, you know, Pavones on the southern coast all the way up to, you know, Hobble on the Nicaraguan coast. Um, But it's just interesting because, you know, he's constantly traveling, constantly sending me stuff. uh, And I thought it would be great to get him on um, to really discuss his opinion on current market conditions uh, and where he would invest his own dollars as well. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to everybody that's reached out to us on the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, it keeps picking up and picking up. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's blown away that they can actually email us info at rica Rica.com. That's info at investing Costa Rica.com and actually talk directly with me. They're like, Hey Rich, I wasn't expecting you to jump on the call with me and have a conversation, but I've got 15 minutes for every anyone, uh, even if it's to point you in the right direction, give you some contacts. Uh, remember as I say here if the tide rises all boats rise so if we can help in any way possible let us know uh, we actually have I think we're up to about 15 project management builds at the moment where we've helped clients basically find the land and also project manage the whole build for them so some of them are actually under construction at the moment uh, and we're overseeing those constructions as well so if anyone wants help uh, investing in Costa Rica or just wants to chat remember you can contact us info at investingcosta rica.com but let's get straight into the podcast Good morning, Heinz. How are you doing?
0: Um, great to be here with you in your space. Thanks for having no, me.
1: Not at all. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on the podcast. I mean, you know, you and I often talk about large tracts of land in Costa Rica. You know, I mean, multi million dollars, thousand acres. You know, those kind of things. So it's exciting to have somebody on here, you know, that works in 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 that area as well as well as the area of development. Because, you know, I mean, I think you're more of a developer than you are a realtor, in my opinion. You know, but anyway, that's that's kind of, you know, I mean, you, you help guide people take larger bits of land and then kind of subdivide it or larger farms and you go everywhere. I mean, it's incredible. One week you're in the Osa, the next week, you know, you're up in Rincon de la Vieja, you know, or you're in, you know, the Coya Peninsula somewhere. It's pretty interesting how much you get around.
0: Certainly, yes. I think that's based because in my younger um, years, I was in tourists a lot of tourist guiding, private guiding. So I got to know a lot of different places. I also surfed in my teenager time throughout the whole coast. And then at one point I kind of switch and blend or integrated all of those locations for real estate. So I happened to make the connections throughout the whole coast and throughout the whole area in Costa Rica pretty much. So yeah, we are um, all over the place uh, selling properties near Panama or near uh, Nicaragua border and the Central Pacific, South Pacific, so?
1: I mean, it's interesting, you know, Heinz, just because people usually just stay in their, you know, their swim lanes, their areas, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to stay in the Grande area or I'm just going to stay in Flamingo or the Coco Hermosa, you know, but it's, it's, personally, I think it gives you probably a visibility um, and a visibility to your clients that, you know, potentially other people don't have.
0: Certainly, they say that in order to succeed and have success, you have to specialize in something, right? Yep. And what I have specialized is in Costa Rica, so yep. um, That's how I've uh, spent my time and specialized okay. in Costa Rica.
1: Well, I think the question you know a lot of people have at the moment, Heinz, is that like okay. You know, the current economic situation worldwide is, you know, it's all over the place. Inflation, you know, is kind of a little bit out of control. There's recession looming or we're probably already in a recession. They just don't want to, you know, uh, say it. But I mean, what impact is that having? What are you seeing that that what impact is happening on Costa Rican real estate? I mean, is it slowing down, speeding up? I mean, what are you seeing?
0: Well, right now we're in September, October, which is the yep. lowest time of the year. It's like uh It just comes together. Right. And historically, all the markets and economies uh, typically have their downs in those months. So it's like hand by hand. Um, The rentals are still very up um, and there is a lot of reservations coming. That is a good indicator of what kind of activity uh, the country, the coast is uh, waiting for this upcoming uh, holidays, say Christmas, New Year's, after New Year's, so so far that indicator uh, there is a lot of reservations. In fact, uh, most of all the houses I am related with and my colleagues on property management, they say that they're full on their reservations. So that's a good indicator. Uh, The weather plays a huge role because when you have an October that is not rainy, people is everywhere. You you get surprised where they're coming from. So right now having a very good uh, rainy season, uh, that just kind of spreads everything and everybody. So I will say that December, January is a good month to look at how the economies are doing globally. In Costa Rica, we don't have the financial culture. Say uh, if you have a block or two or three and 80% of them are financing, certainly that will hurt a market, because if it gets into default, you will see 70, 60, 80% of one block or one neighborhood maybe going into foreclosure. So that really hurts the market. But here, it's really you have or you don't have um, activity or you have or you don't have properties. You pretty much owe them. You don't owe them, you own them, or you don't have them. So that gives us a strength and also... Costa Rica being with a good weather, tropical weather, uh, that helps Uh, a lot of people want to get out of uh, maybe strong blizzards or ultra heavy weathers. And then they decide to come here. We get a lot of those uh, from Canada and uh, from the US where they love to come in here on basically the high season, December, January, February. That's when all the blizzards start hitting
1: well, how, how is this September and October so far compared to, you know, previous years? Meaning, you know, I mean, at the, the, the listeners are really trying to get an idea of what's happening. I mean, from my personal viewpoint, like, again, I'm looking at travel stats as well as real estate stats. Travel is up. Like, this coming high season will be the biggest high season Costa Rica's has ever had, okay? So, if tourism is any indicator of real estate, which sometimes it is, because I always say, look, Tourism comes first and then comes real estate. And people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, Tamarindo didn't just happen. Like the Tamarindo diria was there, a hotel was built. Tourists came in, they thought this was cool and they started building, you know. So if tourism's any indicator, um, you know we're not seeing a slowdown in our numbers. We haven't seen any drop off at all, you know and, and from a personal perspective of like I can't take new clients till January. That's how busy, you know, we are. Um, I just wonder is that, you know, in your perspective Or like if you were to predict you had a bull, do you think it's going to be, you think things are going to soften off coming into this high season? Or do you think you'll be as busy as you always have been?
0: Uh, We are very busy right now. Uh, Currently, we have uh, multiple properties under contract. We have multiple showings on the weekly basis. All of our agents are very busy. They're all having a lot of activity. For being in October, it really shows us a strong low season. And yep. the low season seems to be no longer low season, it seems to be mid-season due to I the agree. fact that the coasts have grown, all the empty spaces have grown. And we had a lot of inventory that was old, say 20, 30 years old, average. Uh, those have been remodeled and new projects and new developments have come up and those have been sold for the ma- majority. So um, developers are now realizing, first of all, a lot of them are liquid because they have sell. Uh, most of their developments, and other ones have seen the gap in between inventories. So they're now looking to develop new developments. And I think that having such a small country like Costa Rica kind of feeling squeak. quick. I'm glad that we're a very environmental focused country. So development takes a process or else we will probably already be overdeveloped. And that in my opinion was given the beauty of this country Uh, Being so small. But yes, the gaps are closing on the coast, definitely. Uh, Areas that were not of interest before are becoming of interest, whether it's for price or for space, because on the huts areas, everything has been already fractionized and developed. So if you're really looking for new developments, you have to go next door or a little bit behind the coast or uh, that's where the good deals are right now for development and larger acreage projects.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's a good point, you know, I mean, I, and I wonder what it's going to look like going forwards, meaning a lot of the time, is that just spill over from areas that got so expensive now that people are being pushed out to the margins? Or is that that like, because I know a lot of people, and I'm going to take Flamingo, Portredo, and Unvita areas, just as examples, it got too busy for them. So they sold up and they moved on, you know, to areas yeah. that it, how it used to feel like those areas.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've seen the market grow. And change and evolve throughout the last 25 years that I've been paying attention to real estate and development and tourism, maybe closer to 30. I started very, very young to uh, be a tourist guide and be involved in the tourist industry. So in fact uh, that, and this is a fact when you have all of these uh, elements coming together, where you have um, all the tourists coming, like you mentioned earlier, Uh, They just come in here, they like the weather, they like the people, they like the political uh, structure in our country, then they decide that they want to have a second home or relocate and then uh, they maybe on the location where currently they're living an hour away from the ocean or two hours away from the ocean or maybe even half an hour away from the ocean. So if they're like 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes away, uh, for them is a gain, for them is a win because they're even yep. closer than where they were before in their original location. Um, and definitely the upcoming developments are just the outskirts of the developed areas. For example, Tamarindo-Villarreal, Santa Teresa-Covano, Coco sardinal and so on yep. so all the surrounding towns are actually to start to get value uh, to the point that it's interesting for value and also for location and inventory the shortness in inventory have made people push a little bit their distance to the beach.
1: Well which I think sometimes is fine as well I mean sometimes the closer you are to the ocean the more maintenance is is, is as well you know because it's you know,
0: Certainly, yeah. Well, there is maintenance, especially for electric and ACs and fans and metals and such, if they're not galvanized or such. But at the same time, some people just don't like to be so close. We get all kinds of people. We get some that says, I just want to be 10, 15, 20 minutes from the beach because I don't like A, B, C or D. Uh, And they're just happy and good with that. So... Definitely the outside skirts are becoming to be the most attractive in price and then availability of inventory.
1: I mean, talking about that, because again, you live in one of my favorite beaches, which is Playa Grande, which I'm sure that, you know, the listeners have listened to enough me chatting on about Playa Grande. But I mean, what's happening in the outskirts of Playa Grande then? Because Playa Grande has started to increase in price, but where's that pushing out to then?
0: Uh, Playa Grande is pushing out to Matapalo, which is the closest near town. Uh, still undeveloped, and there are developments there for like let's say a thousand square meters, approximately ten thousand square feet. Um, there is uh, developments that have uh, acres and a quarters or five thousand square feet, and th- those seems to be like the available ones right now. For example, if you want to be on the best buy for a hundred thousand or under, uh, the Springs or the Oaks will be the option, which uh, you and I yep. have tour and. Uh, those are like, in my opinion, the best buy for hundred K uh, and it's 10 different beaches within five to 15 minutes. So that particular profile for having just a choice of saying, OK, well, do I want to go to a swimming beach? Do I want to go to a surfing beach? Do I want to go to a reef beach? Uh, you have those options and it's really hard to find a location that you have, you know, 10, 12 different beaches to choose Anywhere from five to 15 minutes geographically wise.
1: I agree. I mean, the interesting thing about some of those beaches is there's nobody on them sometimes. You know, I've been there before and there's never been anyone on it because they're kind of a little hidden, which is kind of nice.
0: A lot of times it feels like you own it. Definitely. And having both worlds where you can swim and snorkel or surf, have an active or having a chill day with your family and a picnic, it certainly has value. I mean, quality of life comes to play at that point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I speak to a lot of people who are looking at Costa Rica as an investment and I always say them, look, I mean, there's gains to be had here, but like you can probably make more money, you know, in other, you know, in your home country. Here is that, it's that lifestyle, that balance, which like you can't, it's intangible, you can't put a tangible return on it. Certainly,
0: but I have worked with you for a while now and I've noticed how detailed, how selective you are. You have bring in your investors, your clients, and your friends to really good ports. You've dropped their anchor on a safe location and with an immediate appreciation. So having a selective inventory and knowledge like you have proven to have every time we meet, I think is the difference, not just selling a property, but actually locating someone properly.
1: Well, I appreciate that, buddy. Um, I mean, what type of properties are still selling really quickly, you know, and which properties are taking, you know, a bit of still a while to sell, would you say?
0: Um, definitely the fixer uppers on a higher scale. Um, yeah. people think there's a lot of work sometimes and such. Uh, if you have anything under 300,000 it's kind of flying, really, there's really hard to find something attractive and good for under 300,000. So... Okay. Anything that is under 300,000 doesn't last long. And anything that it's above three, four, five hundred thousand, 500,000, it's in the middle. And maybe the luxury has slowed down a bit, like yep. on the higher end, like two, three, four million. But, anyways, those are the ones with the smaller percentage overall, even on a more active market. But still a lot of re- requests. Uh, we've been getting requests of 1.5, 2.5. So, it depends each individual's position.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're still out there, as I said. You know, I mean, our villa of Ibu Honda just went under contract, you know, and that was, you know, in excess of $2 million. So, I mean, they are out there, you know, the buyers. So, um, you know, I think it slowed down a little. That's ex- exactly what I'm hearing as well. But it's still a very, you know, it's, it, the market is still very fluid and moving.
0: Yeah. Again, they slow down because of the season, you know, August, yep. September, October is like the lowest season. It really is not a spring break or it's not uh holiday, it's New Year's. So a lot of people don't have the time and their schedules or agendas to come. A uh, Very few do have the time. So they come uh, lower air flight cost and lower uh, lodging costs and such and those kind of months. But for example, uh, my wife went to the U.S. twice in the last two months and she came one to Liberia and it was pretty empty, the, the flight, which yep. is not a, it's not a surprise because the month. And then she went to San Jose and landed in San Jose the other day and the plane was full because it's like not direct flights right now from different locations in the US and Canada. So there has to be a lot of overlays. So a yep. lot of people piles into the, uh, let's say the city airplane. And so they once they land in the city, they all get spread through the country because of the overlays and uh, connecting flights. Uh, November starts to have indirect flights, so everybody goes on a direct flight.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for the direct flight from to London to start up in November, because I'm flying back in December, so. I
0: know, November yeah. Does. Sometimes it's a little work to, to travel off season because of the different connecting flights yeah. you have to do. And I see a lot of people just rather to wait for a direct flight, get on the plane, get to here, enjoy, buy, do what they're doing, and then go back within the same direct flight.
1: Well, let's just talk a little, yeah. I mean, let's just talk a little bit about large bits of land. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, because I know that that's kind of a specialty of yours, Heinz. I mean, you know, who are the investors looking to buy that and what are they looking to do with it?
0: There's different kinds of investments. Uh, We manage anywhere from, in large uh, sums, we manage anywhere from, let's say, a million or two up to a $200 hundred million dollar parcel. So it all depends if it's like for hotel sites, if it's for residential, if it's mixed, if it's agriculture, if it's a family venture where two, or three families or friends get um, a four, three million dollar property with ocean views and keep it as a sanctuary or as a private state. So it's a mix of it all. Uh, I think a lot of properties now that were not interest because of the location or because it wasn't really active now the gap on the coast is closing slowly but surely uh, where I've seen a lot of other activity now happening in areas that were not due to the prices and sizes and what people do with them is typically developed they take the one to three years to develop and start bringing new inventory to the market
1: yeah well I mean if you were i mean you mentioned some beach towns there some up and coming beach towns you know and i always like to ask people this because again you spend a lot of time traveling i mean if you were investing for the next say five years you would have buy something and you wanted to sit on it for five years where would you be investing which beach
0: towns well it depends what are you expecting if you're expecting a return on your investment uh, for example if you're having a full residence it will not be the same case if you are going to be coming one to six to eight weeks of the year to enjoy your second home, it will be playing different roles. If you're really sure. looking to just have a, an easy piece, kind of key turn and give it with your manager and come in and out, I would recommend to stay on a very strong location because, uh, or developed, maybe the price will not be as low as you can find it in other non-fully developed areas, but then the rentals will be the same and your income will be the same. So if you're having a low activity site, you're going to have a low activity revenue or income rental. So if if you want to be also on a resale, you have to pay attention or take that in consideration. If you're thinking to have a secure investment where you say for A, B, C, you need to or want to sell in the future, you want to be on the hot, spot to just flip it and be of interest right if you want to be just remote because you already live remote where you are anywhere in the world and that's what you want you want to be 20 minutes away from people and have your peace then that definitely it's on the lower scale of resales it takes a little longer time so knowing what you expect from your investment and what makes you happy is a good mix so depending on that it's easier to locate someone a beachfront, ocean view, downtown, or a few minutes or even hours away from the beach. So individually, you evaluate your expectation, your case, and so on is located.
1: So, I mean, Heinz, if you had $500,000 and you had to invest it in business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why?
0: Uh, 500,000 to overall build or overall you have a budget of
1: $500,000. You need to deploy it somewhere. It can be multiple bits. It can be in one thing. What would you do with it and why?
0: Uh, I think I will look for a good property, whether it's small or big, whether it's uh, 10,000 square feet or whether it's a few acres and develop a house, there is a shortage in houses. Pretty much if you have a good spacious house, uh, sometimes you can replace luxury for space. Something I've been working with uh, lately is replacing the luxury for the space because beach houses, right at the end of the day. You want space in your kitchen and your rooms and your living space, and it rents well, and it shows well, and it resells well. So, having that said, if you have a good space on your construction, and you didn't went and and if you delay, if you put your um, if you if your layout in your construction. It's uh, attractive, then that means that anyone that rents it or buys it is going to be interested. So, 500,000, I will get one of the 10,000 square foot lots in Matapalo uh, Springs or the Oaks and build a house for, say, 300,000 uh, plus cost and um, inventory furniture and such and start renting it if you're not going to uh, live here full time and if not, you can flip it, there is some good returns on flipping homes. And since the inventory is so, so small, I mean, so short right now, it, yeah. it really becomes uh, of interest. Homes are not lasting too much. If they're well-located, if they're priced well, uh, they're, there's just people are scratching their heads trying to find the hum, homes right now. That's, like a, very, that's like a very um, efficient uh, suggestion. If you want to have a mix of pleasure and business, then you can explore having a few acreage, maybe with a view, maybe with a valley, maybe with a good nature scenario, and then still build a house. Uh, It will be a nicer, bigger house at that point. So you will possibly look a little further to get more land for less money and make more like of a state house. Uh, A lot of people is looking for those two, and there's not that many of those, like a house with many acres, in there that's something that the market is lacking right now
1: yeah i agree i agree well heinz this has been an absolute pleasure i mean you're very resourceful full of knowledge again you go all over the country uh you know uh in your beautiful pickup truck uh which i always admire when i see it so uh but no thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us on the podcast today.
0: Oh, no. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And I appreciate uh, your opinion about me. It's a daily job. You got to keep it up. So I hope tomorrow you think the same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have a great day, buddy.
0: You have a great day.
1: I hope you enjoyed that podcast there with Heinz. I think, as you can see, he is a uh, fountain of knowledge. Uh, and also an amazing uh, surfer as well. He's surfed all over Costa Rica. great surfer um, and just knows the whole country. So has can give you kind of perspective, uh, of what's going on throughout the whole country. Uh, and it's also helped many kind of developers here actually develop land and then also sell that land as well. So, you know, as he was mentioning there uh, about the Matapalo Springs, uh, he actually helped the developer uh, there kind of subdivide it all. Um, and that one's an interesting one just cause it's location close to many, many beaches. So you can just, if you want to just type in Matapalo Springs that's M-A-T-A-P-A-L-O Springs. Um, but all you can contact Heinz. All of his contact details are in the description. But anyway, if you've enjoyed this podcast, guys, uh, please feel free to uh, give us five stars, give us a review. I love to read them. Um, and until the next podcast, I appreciate you uh, subscribing and listening. Thanks very much. Bye.
0: The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.